Fellowship. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day, Lord God. Thank you for just the wonderful privilege to be able to gather together, Lord God. To be able to hear your word. Yes, Lord. To be able to do life together, Lord God. I just pray, Lord, that you would strengthen Rob as he preaches your word, Lord God. I thank you, Lord, that he is dependent upon your Holy Spirit, Lord, that he is spirit filled and led, Lord God. May you speak through him, Lord God. May we have ears that hear what your spirit is saying to us, Lord. Um, I pray, Lord, just for our time of putting the bags together, Lord God, and um, our time of fellowship, the time with the kids, Lord. May it all be pleasing to you, Lord God. And just thank you for the opportunity, for the blessing to be able to do this, Lord God. We thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's worship our King.
beginning. Yvette, would you mind passing out the elements for me? And I'll allow this worship song to be sung over us and reflect on these words and allow the Holy Spirit minister to our hearts as we prepare our hearts for communion.
Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> oh, Lord, for the provision that was made through you, Lord Jesus. That we might be reconciled back to the Father, to be at peace with God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. <laughs> oh, God, you're so good to us. Lord, so good to us. We thank you, God, that your mercies are new every morning. We just thank you, Father, for the opportunity even to gather this morning, Lord, be able to sit at your feet and be led by your Holy Spirit and hear your word, Father, to encourage us to press on, to not grow weary and tired and doing good, but to continue to press on. Oh, God, we thank you. Thank you, God, that you have not called us to do this in our own strength. Father, you, Lord Jesus, called us out of darkness and into your marvelous light, and you've made a way, Father, for each of us, Lord, if we would humble ourselves before you, Lord, and accept this free gift of salvation, God, that we would be born again of the Spirit, and that we would have the hope, the day, Lord Jesus, of being united with you as you return for those who belong to you. So, Father, I thank you, Lord. Thank you for that blessed hope. I thank you, Father, for this fellowship, Lord. And pray, God, that you would just bless our time together, that we would honor Christ above all. 
In Jesus' name, amen. So, application. Sustained effort, hard work. From the root word apply, to give one's full attention to a task to work hard. 11 months now, I can't even believe it. What? Where's time gone? Like, wow. 11 months we've heard this word. And again, I say this for the past 11 months. It's not to berate you or make you feel bad about yourself or whatever. It's not about turning it inward and poor me, look how bad I am. Because you already know you're already bad. <laughs> There's nothing good in you, in and of yourself. So don't just stay there. But you should be challenged to say, what am I doing (laughs) with the truth that I'm hearing, with the word that's coming forth from Scripture? What is it to the Christian life? What does it mean, this word, application, sustained effort, to work hard? I mean, again, one's full attention. And there's Scriptures all through it. Reminding us that we are to be applying these truths so that we are fully living the life that he's come to give us. I don't know about you, but it's been a crazy week. I mean, I was so sick last night telling Bill, I didn't even know if I was going to get up today. I haven't slept in days. I can't sleep at night because I'm in so much pain and I'm hurting so bad. But beyond that, physically, just the things that I'm hearing, the things that I'm seeing, I'm like, oh, Jesus, this world is crazy. It just keeps getting, I, I, I've said it over, you can't make it up what's going on. Like, it's just like, are your eyes, are your eyes open? Are you, are you seeing what's going on? Like, God, you just look and you just go, what? And mainly in the church world. I go, what on earth? Like if I didn't believe in whom I believed in, I, Lord mercy. I mean, what's going on in the church world is, blah. Much less what's going on in the world. But people who are claiming to know God, like there's so much confusion, there's so much chaos, there's so much... Doctrines of demons being blatantly taught out loud. <laughs> and don't say anything about it because they're devoured. They'll come at you. <laughs> and I'm like, Ugh. So the poor world that's lost out there, <laughs> no wonder they're so confused looking at the church. That's why I'm encouraging us, you all. I don't know what you've done this week. (laughs) I don't know where you've been the past 11 months. If you're truly growing, if you're truly maturing, if you're truly like, God, yes, like if you truly, like do we truly understand what he's accomplished for us? Sometimes I listen to what's going on in the church world. I'm like, well, did, was he resurrected? Like we have him still in the tomb. Like it's the most craziest stuff. And our flesh, let's not forget, our flesh likes that message. Keep him dead. <laughs> okay, maybe a little hope. Oh, okay, well. But uh, we like the fact that we can just keep living however we want. 
And the enemy doesn't mind preaching that message. A weak-willed God. And yet, out of their same mouth, they talk about scriptures of his resurrection, but they gloss over and, and, and they and they get back and focusing focus on self, the, the person, the hearer of the word. And Christianity is not about you. It's not about me. It's about Christ. What on earth would God do go through all that he went through for us just to continue to go as we are and be so flippant about him in our lives? I mean, he exposes everything. He exposes our nature. You know? He shows us who we are. Like when we look at him, he's holy. Like, oh, God. And so we, we're humbled. Like, oh. Like, wretched man, I am. Wretched person that you are. Like, oh, God. And yet in that same instant of us hum- being humbled... He stoops down and he says, but I've made a way for you. And it's through me. And like, what? Like, don't make it. It has nothing to do with you. It's all for me. It's all me. It's all me. I've done this. I've got you. I've come. I came for you. I'm going to see you through. So here's my word for you this week. Confidence. I think a lot of times what hinders our application is that we have no confidence in what he's accomplished. Because we're still just so focused on the temporalness of life. You know, I played on repeat the other day, remember? It's a, I'm glad you came today because you and I have a long conversation for the next couple hours. I like chatting with you when I'm preaching. <laughs> Go and just put on repeat when you leave here for this evening. Dust in the wind. That's an old song. All we are is dust in the wind. I just drove to work the other day just to sing it. Just blaring us. That's all we are. That's all we are. We're just dust in the wind. Just dust in the wind. I said, that secular man, he knew exactly what he was saying. Just, that's all we are. There ain't nothing coming, nothing going. We're just blowing in the wind. We're just dust, dust. Everything's going back to dust. And you can't have confidence in dust. But Christ isn't dust. He's eternal. <laughs> and this is what he's calling us to. And so we lack application because we, I think we lack confidence in what we truly say we believe in and who we say we believe in and then beyond that, who we now belong to. Like, I love that song. That's another song I keep on repeat all week. That one I played, I played it last week, I played it this week. Oh, if you have an iTunes account or some type of music account, you ought to get that song. It's called The Adoption Song. Oh, my favorite lines from that, when the liar starts mouthing off. I said, yes, I will sing with confidence my adoption song. I don't know what you've done this week. I don't know how you've applied truth. But we're living in crazy times. 
And I keep telling you, because not because there's anything special of me, but I just spent three weeks with you, <laughs> taking you through scripture of what it's going to look like before his return. I mean, again, Jesus' words. Like, oh, this is just birth pains. What? Oh, yeah. It's just the beginning. Have confidence in his word. This is just the beginning. You think this is something wrong? Oh, this is just the beginning. I've, been, I've just finished the book of Jeremiah. I'm like, wow. God, if we don't wake up, if you people, if we don't wake up, oh man. And he's the same God. <laughs> Yesterday, today, and forever. Do you have confidence in what he has supplied for you? To get beyond yourself. He knows our condition. And yet somehow we think it's okay to make that as, as an excuse. Well, he knows my weaknesses. He's happy with my repetitive sin. I said, really? I don't know how many times I've heard these little clips all day. Because, you know, these clips are leading people to sh- astray. Especially this younger generation. They live off TikTok. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. And if there was any ounce of truth in that, we would have heard it from Jesus. But as far as I can find in Scripture, <laughs> Jesus says, go sin no more. And again, it's not that you're not going to sin, so don't get crazy. Like, oh. Just the reality of what you do as then a believer when you do sin. Well, you throw off the sin that so easily entangles you. You get up, you press on. (laughs) You don't stay down. You don't beat yourself up. You don't go. Because then your confidence is not in Christ. Trust me, I've been there years ago. And that's the reality. Instead of beating yourself up, instead of spiraling out of control, just get up and have confidence in Christ. You're placing confidence in yourself to do right, to do good. You won't do good. That's why it must be Christ in you. That must, that's why it's a life dependent upon the Holy Spirit. It's walking now. It's learning now. It's living differently. How then now shall I live? It's application, it's vital, it's necessary. Without it, does you forget the scripture we read? I mean, I need to go back the last three weeks and just sit, play it while you're driving. Here's what scripture says. Oh, it's going to be something else to fall into the hands of a living God. Because then what excuse then are we going to have? Oh, but don't go, now I'm scared. Ah. No, we ought to be fearful of God. But that fearful, that fearfulness keeps him in his rightful position. See, if I make it about me, it's like, oh, he's going to zap me. Oh, he's going to get me. Oh, and that's not what it's supposed to be. 
When I'm telling you all, when you understand the freedom that you have, I have no. I used to put my confidence in myself. But when that freedom came to me, like what? That's what I'm trying to tell you. Like when your confidence is in Christ and what Christ accomplished for you, why did He come? He exposed you. You're His enemy. And then he exposes this realm, the world, the systems, everything about it. So why on earth are we continuing to be drawn to it? Because we're lacking confidence in what Christ has accomplished. And then he exposes this realm. We wrestle not with flesh and blood, but with rulers and principalities and air in the darkness. It's a spiritual war. And yet, he's already victorious over all three. Oh, do you have confidence in your God? How are you getting up daily? How are you going through your day? I can't say it enough. These three realms are at war for your soul. Again, you have a right to live however you want. People have a right to do whatever they want. But again, you can't make up what's happening. The level of deception that is on the earth, on the earth, it's rising. Everything is falling into place. And it's only birth pains. The worst is still to come. And we're still trying to hold on to the temporalness of life. To be myself and I. I want to hold on to this stuff in the world because I can identify with it. It makes me feel better. Oh, it, it, it fuels my desires. It gives me this, this sense of wholeness, this sense of peace. And yet we're the most schizophrenic generation. We're all over the place. <laughs> this false peace, this false sense of identity, this false sense of just Whatever. And then you have this realm. And in and of yourself, you can't do anything with those three. They want your soul. And apart from Christ, guess what? They have it. And you think they're just going to freely let you just go skippity-doo-dah? Oh, you're a Christian now? And so they just, you know, whatever? Oh, no. Oh no, I was just begun. Because now your eyes are open to them. And you don't think they're coming with everything that they have through family, through friends, through circumstances, through life events, through everything. And yet Jesus says, but if you remain in me, you abide in me because apart from me you could do nothing like I got you it 
continue to grow, continue to mature, be a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing, set apart for my purpose. My purpose. I mean, how was your worship this week? How was your prayer time? How did you engage with the upcoming generation, sitting down with them, leading them into prayer and to worship? How how are you engaging with people around you? Ministering truth. Not berating them, not beating them down, but just the reality. Allowing them to see their something different about you because of the someone in whom you've laid your life down for. Remember the call of a disciple. Deny yourself. Pick up the cross and follow him. And I think so many times we can just let that rattle off our tongues, but I've been saying over the past few weeks, the cross though, like, do you understand? Like that's an instrument, that's torture. That's death, beyond any death that you could even possibly imagine. Jesus says, but come, follow me. So this weird Christianity that's out there, that we just want everything to fall into place. That we just want to make it all about us. I don't understand that. Because that's nowhere in the Bible. Does he take care of his people? Yes. Does he provide? Yes. Does he heal? Yes. Does he do miraculous things? Yes. But what's his sole purpose, though? It wasn't to do all that. His purpose was the cross. That's why all those followers, all those disciples who were so gung-ho for Jesus, his ministry was expanding. Thousands of them. As soon as he shifted to his purpose, you must eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. They were like, what is he saying? Oh, that's a little bit too hard for us to understand. Just give us some bread. We need more wine, Jesus. Just take care of us here, Jesus. I was like, yeah, no. And they were like, ah, ah. Too hard. And they all left. Like, I don't know if you've ever sat in scripture, you all. I don't know if you ever just sat there and said, How would I have responded? Oh, I know how you would have. Look how you respond today. That's the reality. When Jesus says, No, Rob, let's stop who you are anymore. That's not what you desire anymore. Nope, you're not going to continue to look upon those things and do those things. Uh, No, you must learn to eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. Understand my sufferings and my purpose. No, 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 Jesus. I want to be too religious. (laughs) Come on, Jesus. Ah, it's too hard for me to understand. I'm not a theologian, so I'll just settle back over here. And somehow we think he's okay with that? Like he stood there and watched the masses walk away. Hmm. 
I won't go into the whole story, but years ago, years ago, years ago, I was ministering to this young woman. And I shared something out of Scripture with her that has disturbed her even to this day. It must have been 20 years ago. Still reaches out to me. Years pass. Years pass. And I'll get like a little, oh, can you um, tell me about that scriptures again? But, uh... So the other day, after, after Sunday, Karen and I were driving to some errands, and all of a sudden I get this ding. And I'm like, oh, that's so, that's interesting. She's still disturbed about this scripture. There are some scriptures in the Bible that ought to disturb you. And it's okay to disturb you because it challenges you because you try to make God someone that he's not. And when he reveals to you who he is, it can shatter your image of him like, oh, and it ought to. Oh, it ought to. Lest we keep painting this God and making him into our image. No, there are some things like, oh, wow, what? Okay, and you have to be okay with it. (laughs) Because who are you, mere mortal, to question God? That's what the scripture says. And yet we can become so flippant with him. See, the world and even the religious bound in these weird churches... That have been solid churches for generations. That's what's the most craziest thing. They need to hear truth. They need to see you and me living lives differently. They need to see that our confidence is in Christ. They need to see the application of truth in our lives. Doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. Doesn't mean you're not going to have issues. But the the difference is, is that you're not staying with the issues. (laughs) You're not staying down. You're not, it's not the same just, oh. There has to be a breakthrough. Because he's not man that he should lie. And so, okay, maybe it's a season. Maybe it's a season. Fine, but seasons come and go. Get through it. Get what you need and move on. Allow your confidence in Christ to be more established and confirmed in your life so that you're pressing on the call of a disciple. And then when he speaks and he says, listen, I'm taking you a bit deeper now. You're going to eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. We don't shrink back and go, what does that mean? Like, no, I, 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 and we start making excuses of why we're not in fellowship, why we're not doing this, why we're not doing that. And it just doesn't have to all be spiritual. I'm like, have you read the Bible? I mean, seriously, have you read the Bible? I'm like, what? And that's why when people challenge me or if they challenge you, you don't lose confidence. Oh, you remain. This is who he is. This is what it says. Like, I'm not fighting. I don't have to fight with people. The reason why they're so worked up is because it exposes them as it exposed you. Lest you forget. The gospel should offend. 
because it's going to the very depths of someone's being. It's piercing them. And their nature is being revealed. And you know, good and well, when you don't want something revealed, you'll fight tooth and nail. <laughs> you'll get ugly. <laughs> you'll say things y'all not to be saying, doing things y'all not to be doing. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We're not out to fight people. We're just out to share the gospel. But as I've said, preach it to yourself. I preach it to yourself. Do you truly understand what he's done? he's accomplished he took my sin like say this for yourself like yeah are you preaching it and he laid upon me his righteousness I might be in right standing with God and yet today somehow I think I'm going to go and do me today like what like oh God I'm lacking discernment my God I'm, I'm flippant about this and I ought not to be so Holy Spirit thank you Thank you for conviction. Thank you that you're here to mature me and to grow me. You're my teacher. You're my counselor. You're my guide. Like, again, you don't have to beat yourself up. You have not because you ask not. So just begin to ask as things are being revealed in your life because it's a constant process of maturing. And extend yourself some grace as grace has been extended to you. But don't cheapen grace to keep you enslaved to where you are and where you've been. No, get up from your mat. Roll it up and get moving. Get moving. Because again, you have so many forces against you. And they want your soul. The very essence of who you are. Again, remember, people are demanding their right. For wrath. For death. Okay. I mean, that's what they want. I mean, they're main, they are demanding the way I want to live how I want to live. I want to do what I want to do. And who are you to get in my way? Well, I'm not going to get in your way, but I at least want to love you enough to tell you about Jesus. And because of our compassion, because of our love, because of what Christ has done in our lives, because of his compassion and his love, they're going, they're going to hate us. They're going to push us out. They're going to lock us up, kill us. <laughs> So this is the call of a Christian is not for the faint-hearted. I mean, really, is it? And why we do this, I don't understand. But like Jesus, like what? He gathered twelve crazy men around him. <laughs> One of them was end up going to betray him, but he knew. Wasn't surprised. And he equipped them. He prepared them. And by the time that the Holy Spirit came and filled them, they were different men. Lest we keep looking at their lives before and saying, oh, well, see, huh? No, I would challenge you, go look how they lived after the Holy Spirit came. They were filled. I mean, Peter, for God's sakes, was quick to deny him, <laughs> even when he was walking with him. <laughs> The day of Pentecost, that brother got up with such boldness. Boom! <laughs> Nothing of himself. 
influence of the Holy Spirit. So I don't know how you walk with the Holy Spirit this week. I don't even know if he's even part of your Christian life. <laughs> but if he's not, then you're not a Christian. Because you've been born again of the Spirit. And why do you think the enemy's done a good job in making the, the Holy Spirit this odd part of God? <laughs> Shh, I have to talk about the Holy Spirit because it makes people uncomfortable. Oh, there you go. You're going to start talking about the Holy Spirit. You're going to start talking about his tongue. Oh, you're going to talk about... And all of a sudden, just it gets... And you're just like, why well, you don't even know the Holy Spirit? That's what I'm trying to encourage you all this morning. Your confidence in Christ, your confidence in what God has done through his plan to redeem you. He formed you. He created you. He knows you. Like he's so intimately acquainted with you that he even knows if you're going to turn to him or not. <laughs> he already knows where you're going to be for eternity. That's how intimately acquainted he is with you. <laughs> he already knows. And that's why he can stand and say, well, if you want to walk and go your way, then I'll just stand and watch you. But he's so... Man, he's so awesome because he continues to pursue it. He reveals, like, you know, these people had to walk away and they had to think upon when what he did for them and remember and seen and, and see and remember his teachings and the authority that he had. And they had to wrestle with that. Like, what? So application, you all. Application. Do you have confidence in truly who he is and what he's accomplished? I mean, we've got to, again, stop making him this weird, weak-willed God. That he has no power. Like he rose from the dead. He's accomplished everything. If I choose to rebel against him today, say, you know, I leave, you know, here, whatever, and I, I choose to do whatever, that's my choice. how horrible that would be. But that becomes the constant pattern now in my life. <laughs> what we read in Hebrews. You, you, all of a sudden, you, you, you deliberately, not that you, you know, sin, you fell, and you got, no, now you're deliberately choosing to continue to do things when you know, you know good and well, eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, Rob. Oh, that's too hard. No, I'm going to keep doing this. Eat my, no, huh? deliberately doing things. And so then now we've made his blood so common. And we're just splashing it up. And it means nothing. Like, what? What? Like, we're, we're, he's appealing through us, his message to others. That's how we're living now. Yes, it's uncomfortable. Yes, it's, you know, even among Christian circles, it could be uncomfortable living for Jesus, and it shouldn't be. But it's getting harder within the church world, and it's definitely harder out there in the world. But we don't adjust, we just continue. Our confidence is in Christ. None of y'all did anything with me and for me <laughs> to get me to where I am today. It's Christ in me. 
I didn't do this myself. You can't do this yourself. It's Christ in you. Like he's real. He's alive. Like he's alive, y'all. He's alive. He's alive. He's real. And yet I see these people go to town and try to carry on and say all this crazy stuff about him and about God and blah, blah. And I'm just like, wow. But we're to be prepared in season and out of season to give a reason why you have confidence in him. It's an application, you all. One's full attention. I'm not going to read what I usually read every week. You know what it is. Because ultimately we're to be the people of God doing the will of God for the glory of God. And it ultimately leads you to a greater level of discernment so that you can distinguish between good and evil. So you're having a really hard time distinguishing what's good, what's right, what's not. Well, you're lacking in obedience. You're lacking because you're not applying because obedience, again, is the fruit from application. But you're never really going to apply anything unless you truly have confidence in who he says he is. Like he's God, you all. And when you give value to your soul, like I sat and, and I remember just taking, and as I was like, ask you, like, do you sit with scripture? Do you just open it up? And maybe you don't, because I, I didn't understand any of this. And I still am gaining understanding because I'll never know the fullness of it until I'm with him. But there's been a level of maturing and understanding and wisdom as the Holy Spirit is revealing. So, you know, you just kind of sit with Scripture and say, what does this say? And not how do I want it to say for me, but the actual understanding. <laughs> and how am I to apply this? So I can just better distinguish between good and evil. It reveals to me first and foremost who he is. That's what scripture does. There he is. And in that revelation of who he is, it reveals who you are. Rebellious. An enemy. Just so self-absorbed. Oh, you can get a little religious here and there. I love him this season, but the next season you're done tramping around over here. And then he tells us, from the beginning to the end, I said, those poor prophets. I said, but no, those poor prophets. No, that's who we are today. Not that we're prophets. Though there could be people who have the gift of prophecy, praise the Lord for that, but what I'm saying is, is that now we're the ones going out declaring the word of the Lord. Return to God. And the only way through to get to God is through Jesus. This is our message. He's appealing through us so that we can go tell. And just like those prophets, when he raised up those prophets in their days, he told them they're not going to listen. I'm like, what? what? Just sit with that for a moment and just say, They're going to endure all that. And the people still aren't going, how, how, what? And then so when he was showing me, but, but that, sh- that reveals his character. Because he's so gracious and kind. His compassion, his love endures forever. He warns them. He tells them, this is who you are. And this is who I am. And unless you turn to me, 
This is what's going to happen to you. And those people, oh, they didn't like that. Oh, no. Kill the prophet. Shut him up. Silence him. And then all these weird false prophets who were among the church, among the Israelites at that time in the temple, they were prophesying crazy stuff. And the people liked it. So from the beginning to the end, he's exposing this realm, he's exposing this realm, and he's exposing this flesh. But in exposing those, he's revealing himself. I'm greater than all of them. And if you would just listen to me, all the plans that I have for you, all the life that I have purposed for you, like what? Oh, it's going to be hard. You're going to press in on every side, but you're not going to be crushed, persecuted, but listen, you're not going to be abandoned, struck down, but you're not going to be destroyed. Like, are you living this way? Or is he still just part of the temporalness of your life? Because if you just made him an eternal God, a temporal God, then you don't know him at all. So you don't bring him down to you. He brings you up to him. You're living now in light of eternity. This is how you're making choices. That's why when you look and these things are presented to you, you go, hmm, hmm. Yeah, I can distinguish between good and evil. Yes, that may make me feel good in this moment, maybe a stroke of desire within me, but mm, is just temporary. So why am I going to trade that which is eternal, my wholeness, my security, everything that I have in Christ for what you're peddling in front of me? Huh. Yes, I may like, oh, but I really want it, but you know, no. And that's why the Bible says even your former friends are going to challenge you. What's wrong with you? Why aren't you doing these things? You used to do these things. Well, I don't do them anymore. I'm okay not to do them. I'm sorry it bothers you. Isn't it funny it bothers them? I said, oh, I mean, this is, that's even before I saw that scripture. It just happened to me in my life. These people were angry. And then after a while, I was like, well, isn't that something? They didn't mind me dying. Oh, they didn't mind seeing me shuck and jive in the bar. Drunk than a skunk. Running them up, mouthy. You know, just whatever. Oh, they enjoy that. All along I was dying. Like all along I was broken. All along I was empty inside. I mean, there was people I even went to, family members and friends that I went to, and I was like, listen, I'm in trouble. And you know what they said to me? Oh, come on. You're not in trouble. You know, you don't have a substance abuse problem. No, you're going to be okay. You're just in a rough patch right now. And I remember that was just like, no. Because this has been since I was yay high. Or if I went to my friends, and I was just like, listen, like, I just got all this stuff going on. Like, 
you know, I wasn't talking about Jesus at that time. I just knew that something, like something's off. And I wasn't, it wasn't about my lifestyle because I was totally fine with who I was. It was just like something was just empty. Like something was just off. I wasn't questioning. It was just questioning like why I have what I, but I, but, but like something. Oh, get dressed. Let's go to the club. Here, just have another drink, you know. Or I would spend hours. having my front door just be a revolving door with so many people coming in just to be with and hoping that I felt and yet nothing. And everyone was seeing that going on. And they didn't have a problem then. But now all of a sudden, I'm free! Like, oh, I've got clarity of heart and mind. Like, I'm not, you know, like, oh. Giving my life to Jesus, like, man, like, man, yeah, like, and they're like, what, what? I mean, the, the bold hatred of the life giver, of being healed, of being restored, of living differently, of making better choices, and that's what happened. So when I saw that scripture years later, I was like, what is this? It would have been nice to have seen this word. That's pretty amazing. Like, you understand, you're born again. I mean, people who are still living in this temporal realm, even people who've taken the Holy God and making temporal and common, they're not going to be happy with you living a life for Jesus. Because it irritates them. And it's not that you're doing it on purpose. But like the Bible tells us, it's all going back to the Bible. To some, you're going to be a sweet fragrance of life. To others, you're going to be a stench of death. Because you're just living out the gospel in your life. You're just living for Jesus. Announces to them the wrath that's coming for them. The judgment. They stand judged. You don't even have to say that. You don't even have to say that out of your mouth. Just live your life. Just live the gospel. What, you think you're better than me? Well, all of a sudden, oh, you're Miss Holy? All of a sudden, oh, you're right. But don't you, all of a sudden you see this. Would you have to fight back? No. Like you just understand. I don't know if it makes sense to you all. But this is what we're up against. And it's getting crazier. Because the love of many is growing to get colder and colder and colder. I mean, did y'all hear the scripture? I know. I want to try to hurry. That's what you get me. You know, when Carrie said on her post, I got an extra hour to preach today, Marissa. So hopefully you had a snack. (laughs) I forgot where I was going. (laughs) Thinking about the snacks. But in Scripture, yeah, we, we see that, oh, God, the fullness of who He is and what He calls us to and how we're supposed to live. And the world is going to hate us. They're going to despise us. They're going to reject us. Because that's what they did to Him. But listen, you're supposed to just keep living, you all. You're supposed to keep going. 
It's not time to retreat. It's not time to give up. It's time to press in. It's time to press on. It's time to seriously, do you know Jesus? Are you in relationship with Jesus? Do you understand what he's accomplished for you? Like no one else could have reached me. And it wasn't easy. But let me tell you, when he pierces and yet he brings it out, there's a healing that comes. Like, oh, what on earth just happened? And I don't have to perform for him. I can just start living according to his ways. According to his purpose. So I'm learning of him now. Like this is the whole point of responding. When you respond to Jesus, you humble yourself. Deny yourself. You're picking up that cross. And you're following in him. Again. <laughs> in this world you will have trouble, but be of good cheer. He's already overcame the world. So do you have confidence in him? Confidence in him to stand. I know where I was heading. Thank you, Lord. I was like, where, where was I? And all that. But see, he brought me right back. Do you remember the scripture I read last week? Where it tells, they're talking to the, the church, and they're like, so remember. Remember when you first were saved? They persecuted, they beat you, they took your homes, they imprisoned you. I don't know if y'all just read that and didn't sit on it this week. But that's what they endured when they first got saved. <laughs> like, what? I'm like, what? Like, remember that. Yeah, let that fueled you to, to have more of a zeal for Christ. Like, what? In the temporal, it doesn't make sense. Why would a loving God allow that to happen to his followers? I don't even know the first thing about the love of God. So don't you come up to me <laughs> and want to start bad-mouthing God. Now, if you want to have a conversation about God, I'll be more than happy. But you're already on the, the attack. Slow your roll. <laughs> we can sit down and talk. I mean, think about that. That was there, and they, they, they were still at where Shay, because Shay doesn't like this term, they still had that birth, that birth juice behind their ears. They were brand new. Boom, they just gave their life to Jesus. Boom. They were beaten that day. Maybe that week their house was taken from them. Maybe they were in prison. But they're being reminded, hey, remember then? <laughs> yeah. What? But of course that makes sense as a Christian. Of course it is. But, you know, that was there, but it happens even today. Even our own generation. There's people who know that they give their life to Christ. It's done. Like, they lose everything. They have nothing. They could get beaten. They could get brutally raped and tortured. <laughs> Thrown into prison. Stripped of everything. Lose all their resources. And yet, they 
consider the cost. And so you have to ask yourself, how'd you do this week? Again, not to beat yourself up. But it's just the reality. The temporalness of life, this realm, this realm, and this realm, attacked you every which way. (laughs) You crumbled. I'm not making light of it. Lord, I've had my own seasons, and I'm sure more seasons are to come. But the reality is, is the difference now in me than it was then, is you mature to the point where you just get up and say no more. And not by my might, nor by my power, but I have full confidence and what Jesus has done. So if I must endure this, I will endure it, but it will be for his glory. Not for my chaotic mind. And it drives me all the way back. Try to yoke myself up, chain myself up with darkness. Now I'm laying at the altar of Satan. Just break me as you want. And you're not even, you're supposed to be at his altar. So I'm just, again, just trying to encourage us. Like, what? Like, what? Because I'm serious, you all. Like, times are coming. We need to be hungry people. That's what I'm praying for. Like, God, bring some hungry people. We need to be hungry for the things of God. Not perfect people, just hungry. And that's what I'm saying. We have a, I mean, people out there will love nothing more than to know what's going on in here. What, you have a place where I can go and just be real? I'm going to hear truth. I may not like it, but I'm going to be, I'm going to be welcome to, you know, to sit and they're not going to play games with me. Like, we're not just going to believe everyone's a Christian. If you're a Christian, no, no, no. If you're not a Christian, you're not a Christian. Oh, you're more than happy to come and hear the word in hopes that you would become a Christian. But we're not just going to let you mingle among like, I'm a Christian. No, 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 you're not. <laughs> and it's okay if you don't want to be, but you're here. But we're not going to like, ah, like, uh, who are they? Ah, why are they here? No, come sit. Eat. In hopes that they will find freedom. And then maybe they are free. Maybe they, maybe they still have the juice behind their ears. Maybe they're, 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 new cre- they're new creations, but they don't know. They're so confused at what they're seeing out there, and they don't know, what do I, what do, I do with these desires that I'm still having and the things that I'm doing, I'm lurking and all not to be doing, or all this stuff that's going on. Well, you have a place where you can go and just talk about that? <laughs> and you're not going to be looked down upon or judged? What? Like, this is foreign to people. But it ought not be. We're not the only ones. There's all throughout the earth. So, we're not the only ones. But I'm just talking about us. I mean, some great churches out there, local churches out there, even amongst our community. But they're far from few in the earth. They're out there. They're out there. That's what I'm saying to you all. How you're living your life will begin to impact people, which would awaken them to be like. You say, yeah, I mean, the format may be weird, may be different, but uncomfortable, but yeah, but here's this place. I got to, you know, just introduce you to, to my church family. 
no one's no one's going to expect you to do whatever. I mean, anyone can come in. But again, we're not going to play the weird game like they're doing in churches now where everyone is saying, oh, praise the Lord. What? It's not true. It's not true. So the gospel will continue to be preached. It's going to offend people. The standard of righteousness is going to be held up for all of us. We've got to stop playing these weird games that we do. We're in today and out tomorrow. Life's rough, you know. And so we think we can just come in like a bull. Yeah, life's rough, but there's a way that you can mature and get to a place where you're like, you know what? Thank God that he's given us a family, a fellowship. Where people are just not going to be like, well, that's just Gilda. <laughs> Who she is. No, but we love Gilda enough to be like, hey, Gilda, mind the west, west side in you. Tell her Maritza. Just be bold with her, Maritza. Don't be afraid of the west side. Just be bold with her. Just calm it down. You're on the east side. You know, you just got to be honest. You just got to love people. You know? This is what it is, you all. Application. Living it out. Having full confidence. And the God who has called us out. Man, you can't make this stuff up. Like, you really can't. You can't. This isn't a made-up story. Like, so that's another thing when man said, well, man, men wrote the Bible. No. Men would never write this, a holy book, that exposes you for who you are. <laughs> man wouldn't do it. Man would hide all that. Man penned it, but God inspired it, to expose your nature. So I don't know how y'all talking. I don't even know if you're equipped to be out there just moving and living and just, you know, walking upright. Because if you're not doing it now, oh, in times and the times that are coming, you're, you're not going to do it then. If you're already not having a hunger and a desire and no man, and you can't even do that yourself. So I love that one song I played where he's like, breathe upon the embers of my heart. Ignite them. <laughs> like, if you don't have it, ask. Like, God's going to live for you. Another the hours. Another day. But God, I'm going to live for you. And so that this new upcoming generation that is a godless generation, like, again, when you think we're living in America and there's youth, there's kids, much less adults, there's adults too. And you go out and you're talking and they have never heard the name of Jesus in America. What? You, you understand? Uh, <laughs> they want the souls of the created. Oh no. Y'all gotta get a little fight up in you. Not in and of yourself. But you understand why Jesus came? You say what he endured. He's God. And this world is not our home. We're to be a peculiar people. Just live. Work hard. Don't be lazy. Don't be slothful. Contribute. See, that's that's what we're to be doing. 
So this weird thing, well, he's, well I don't have anything. Well, give as you're able to give. But you, everyone ought to be a contributing member to the body of Christ. Your gifts, your resources, your talents, everything. How can I serve? Well, there's multiple ways we can serve here. Well, I don't see that. Well, because you haven't asked. There's multiple ways. Because the pastor can't do everything. Understand? I mean, there's multiple ways. Especially if new people start coming. We need people to be able to text, reach out to people, check on people. I mean, there's things that just start beginning to grow, but good gracious. I mean, we got youth, and I love all of them. But sometimes after a Sunday, I am like, whew. It would be nice for others just to kind of get involved. And I appreciate Terry, and I appreciate Maritza when you've come up, and, you know, but I mean, there's so much more that we can be doing. Don't wait for Rob to say, well, why don't we do, you know, once a month youth outing, you know, get them together, make sure. Why wait? Why can't someone just be inspired by the Holy Spirit and just say, hey, I want to take this on? Like, there's things that can be done. Outreaches. Gatherings. Connecting. I mean, there's things. This is just who we are. This is how we're living. We may be, again, at different walks, at different places, but we're all growing and maturing the same. Like we're, we're moving forward. And we all should be contributing somehow, especially to our needs, our monthly needs. And I'm so blessed by what people have given just to the homeless bags that we're going to be doing later. So I hope people can stay Go shopping if you want to go shopping. If you don't want to go, you can just sit here and wait. We're coming back so we can put all these bags together. What a blessing to be able to have that and do for our community. That came from Brianne's heart. She knows that we collect. You know, and she's like, Paul, Paul, could you, could you collect for the homeless one time? Oh, of course. You know, this month we're, we're collecting for Peter and Molly and their family. They're missionaries. A phenomenal ministry of the Jesus film. And what God and how God is using them. They need monthly supporters. And if you're not giving monthly to missions, you ought to. You ought to be giving something. We say, oh, I don't have anything. Something. <laughs> Again, we just can't be takers. We have to be wise. You know, you want to be a cheerful giver. Don't stress dropping the, the money in. Like, oh, you know, because you might as well just keep it. Because <laughs> the Lord doesn't does even honor God. The, 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 you know, yeah. No, but you get before the Lord. Lord, monthly, there's, a, there's giving. You know, God, how am I to give this month? Like, see, this is what I'm saying. I don't know how you're preparing your hearts to be part of this. Because if all it is is like, oh, I just go to Rob's and go to his house. Oh, this is just what I do. And you got, the wrong, you, got the, you got it all wrong. Lord, I could be doing something else with my time. Like, this is a full-functioning church. A home that is open up. To serve others. And so you all should take this concept and do it in your home. Like when's the last time you invited someone to your house? Hey, you just want to sit down and discuss scripture? Or hey, I just want to give you an opportunity. You know, and cook a nice meal. Maybe just get to know you. It's not to be Google from the fellowship. Just maybe just outside. But you're just opening up. You're learning to 
You know, no, I like my space. Oh, well, aren't you selfish? <laughs> well, don't put that on me. That's not my calling. <laughs> oh, so full of excuses. <laughs> We're all called. What kind of craziness is that? I want them things to mess up. Remember that one night, Gilda, that poor little kid up here? Lord, this woman came over. God bless her. I know God's good, ain't he? Oh, she's doing good in New York. But she was a broken young girl. Just broken. And the church has done her wrong. But all of a sudden, she's a total stranger. Total stranger. I didn't know her. I knew a young man that knew her and whatever. Wherever they were and shacking up and doing whatever. <laughs> she calls. And she finds herself sitting here. She was wounded by church. She was wounded by pastors, by pastors' wives. She was wounded by people. But yet she finds herself sitting here. <clears throat> to complete strangers. And that little boy of hers, who I just love dearly. He was so cute. But Maritza, he touched everything. Just climbing over. Just, just going. Not in my mind and in myself, I could be like, oh, but you just have to give over yourself because the woman needed hope. And she kept trying, like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, it's okay. You, you stay focused here. That, he's, that, he's not, what's the if he breaks? It doesn't matter. Like, we're here right now. This moment for you. Today, she's in church, right? I still hope. Oh. Oh. See, not everyone's going to come here and remain here, which is fine. But they should have an opportunity in your home, in your sphere of influence, to sit down with them and just, you don't have to berate them, you don't have to beat them down. She didn't hear anything less than maybe what was said to her, but it wasn't said in a way that was coming at her. It was just like, here's Jesus, though. Like, yeah, you're, you're pretty, you're, you're broken. Like, you're, like, you're in rebellion towards him. Yeah, you're doing things you all not to be doing. No, you all not to be doing that. No, you all not to be doing this. But in and of yourself, of course, that's what you're going to do. But when you introduce Jesus, there is something that transpires. You're like, oh, wow, wait a minute. That's not the exact wordings I use, but pretty much. Just kind of giving her some hope. I share all that just to say, come on, you all. We've got to get up. We've got to start doing, moving, enjoying it. We're coming together. So people can say, what, what are those people doing over there? You can say, come. Oh, you might get offended, but you're going to be loved. <laughs> Maybe you can have questions. You're not going to upset him. Come at him with all full barrels if you want. <laughs> it's okay. I just want you to have an opportunity to, you know. Maybe I don't have the answers, but, you know. But this is what we're doing, y'all. This is what we're doing. <laughs> so go to Ephesians chapter 4. Scriptures for application to encourage you to continue to apply truth. 11 months in. 
Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17 through 32. With the Lord's authority, I say this. Live no longer as the Gentiles do. For they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against Him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasures and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and you and have learned the truth that comes from Him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes, put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. For anger gives a foothold to the devil. If you are a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good work. And then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful. So that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, He has identified you as His own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Application, you all. It shows you who you were, how you will live, but now then in Christ, how you should be living. And it's not you trying to work it out in you. It's going to come through you as you're dependent upon the Holy Spirit. As you're just being real, this is how I would live. But this is how, I mean, sit in this scripture this week. Like when you go just to... Open up your mouth and say things you ought not to say. Not the Holy Spirit. Grab your tongue. Like, ugh. Or maybe you do. Maybe you say things. Well, then repent. Ask for forgiveness. Get up. But we have to start putting into practice the things that we're learning or then what the world are we doing? Your lives are to be productive now. You're part of the kingdom of God. Called out for his purpose. He's talking to the church. This is how you're to be living now. Don't bring sorrow to the Holy Spirit. You've been identified as his own. And this is how we're to be living. And it's not this weird, depressed life. No. Doesn't mean you won't have seasons of depression. But the Christian life in and of itself is not burdensome. Your depression is not going to come because you're a Christian. But there's hope for depression through Christ. 
but there's a way in which we're called to live. So that's what I'm saying. This is what you do. This is how you're living. This is how you're going forth. This is how when you get out of your car before you step into the office or before you step into Walmart or before you step wherever, and you're like, oh, Father, wherever my feet may tread, may this ground be given unto me for your kingdom and for your glory. Let me be alert and have wisdom and, 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 and be ready at any moment's notice to serve others. Because that's what you would do. I'm going to start changing how I'm making it about me. How can I go in and make it about you? How can, I, how can I take thoughts captive and bring them to the obedience of your Lordship? What does that even look like? You know, Carrie and I were talking this week. Just having a, being, having a heart of, 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 being, of, of, of gratitude. Are you grateful? Daily. Do you just give thanks? I mean, the world understands this concept. The new age people will tell you. You see, these people out there, they know the concepts of the kingdom. They just don't know the king and how sad. Oh, they're real big on their mantra. I mean, and Karen and I were talking this week, just even about Christian prayer. It does, it's, it's not to turn into this weird mantra. Well, if I'll pray this, I'll run over and then boom, God will work. God will work somehow. God will do. God will do. And we just say it over and over. And it's witchcraft. What are we doing? That's what I'm saying to you all. Like sometimes I go, God, please just take me. <laughs> because this is all crazy, Lord. This is absolutely insanity. What I see going on. Like, what? Man. Like, it's like, what? And you don't use prayer. Like, then you're, you're like, you're doing that, and you're like, what? Prayer is communion with God. You're walking with Him daily, hourly, moment by moment. Your prayer life is growing. You're having a level of discernment. You know how to pray for people. You're like, oh, you know, environments, different things, and the Holy Spirit begins to speak. And it's, you know, it's just so beautiful. You're just walking with Him because that's what He designed us for, is, is to walk with us, to be with us. You know, He walked with Adam and Eve in the garden until they decided, I don't have fellowship for us. We want what you said we can't have because the enemy came. Did God really say? Like, come on, you all. And this is what you're up against. And you think you're just going to roll out of bed? Like, you better start putting some oomph in your Christian life. The Holy Spirit, ooh. Man, what a day. But I don't want to go to bed angry. I don't want the sun to go down on my anger. So help me. Help me process forgiveness. And it starts first remembering that you forgave me. So who am I to hold an account against others? But I have a right, because you don't know. Oh, okay, if you, that's how you want to live. Got you. But we're talking about freedom. People don't want to be free. That's what we say in bondage. But this is how we're living because this is how you're, you're, you're talking to yourself. You're learning. You're, you're like, what? I got a new creature because of Christ. 
Christ. And like you're sharing the gospel. You're encouraging yourself daily. You're getting up. And even when you're going through, even if they do beat you, rob you, your home's taken from you, nobody wants to talk to you. And? Poor you. Okay, Lord. No one wants to talk to me? Well, it's more time with you. Praise the Lord. And you'll open, you'll open doors for me to meet new people. Sometimes we're just holding on to people, y'all, just to hold on because that's just, they're just family, they're just friends, it's just relationships. Just... And they're just taking you down. And you can't blame them. It's your choice. Because they're greater than God to you. They're whatever weirdness you've got going on with them, these soul ties are greater than this. And so you stay in bondage. And for what? I just, I just gotta, what? Like friends, keep taking you where you ought not to be going because, well, you know, I've been with them for, you know, 15 years. I'm such good friends. Listen, I had a lot of friends. Tell the truth, y'all. People loved to hang out with me back in the days. Good friends. Deep quality conversations. But like I said earlier, they were too happy to watch me die. Once I started living, they were like, What? Test your friendships out there. Start living for Jesus. See how quick the rally around you choosing life. Then you'll know. Oh. And again, you don't judge them. You don't get mad at them. You just go, oh. Okay, God, no, thank you, Holy Spirit, for showing me. Your stands are on the top to say, no, I'm sorry. I, I don't do that anymore. No, that's not how this house is going to run any longer. This is who we are now. This is what's going on. Well, it's not who I am, well, but this is what's happening. (laughs) You do you. But I'm not cowering down. I'm living for Jesus. There's a way to apply truth. You heard it, right? So don't do this, so instead do this. It's not a, you know, suggestion. Like, <laughs> you should be doing it. You're going to trip, you're going to fall, it's, it's, it's going to look messy at times. But that's all right, get up. <laughs> Throw it off and move on. That's the beauty of Christ. He's not, uh, the scorecard. <laughs> See, I got you. Remember that cross I talked about? Not easy. And the hope that you can have to be free from the fear of death, the fear of judgment, and the fear of wrath. Because you're already swallowed up in his love now. You can walk in the fullness of that. So that when that last breath is taken, you're just transitioned in. And you have that hope. There's no question. You have that hope. You have that security. But act a fool, not a nut. 
and make them so common and just keep running them up and just doing just to do. And I want you to find me scripture from the beginning to the end where he tolerates that. When you're deliberately choosing to live however you want and still pretend like you've somehow been engrafted in to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Go to Hebrews chapter 12. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 through 13. He said, I've heard these scriptures before, Rob. Give us something new. There's nothing new. Same scripture. They don't change by hour. (laughs) It's all I have to preach. I'm not going to add my twist to it. It's Beginning to the end. So the point is, if you're finding yourself frustrated with the same scripture, well, what have you done with it? Hopefully you're growing in it. And hopefully you know by now you can read scripture and spend a season in scripture, and then you'll see it again. You're like, I didn't even see that. Doing a little pack over here. Hot. So then you know, oh, wow, that's, that's, I need this. Like, yeah. It's the living word. It's constant. So you don't grow old with it. I mean, you have to ask yourself, how did you do this week in the Word? And I'm not, play, I'm not saying just a little like, okay, one little, you know. If you need to start there, fine. I, you know, it is what it is. But again, when you're awakened, like, oh, who am I now? Like, what just happened? What? Got myself a Bible, my teaching tapes, like this. I don't even know where to start, what to read, who to read, what. Any of this makes sense, none of it. <laughs> the more, the more that you're in it, the more that you're, the Holy Spirit that your teacher, he's revealing, he's bringing it all, and you're like, what? Man. So are you sitting in the Word? Are you meditating upon the Word? Are you chewing on the Word? This is life-giving. This is who you are. This is your identity because first and foremost, it reveals him. <laughs> You're not searching for yourself to find, no, it first reveals him, and then it reveals what he has accomplished for you. Therefore, Hebrews 12, 1 through 13, application, application. How can you take this scripture and apply it this week to your life? Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses, to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. Especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. How do we do this? Well, I'm glad you asked. Verse 2. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. The champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in a place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become, I love this, then you won't become weary and give up. After all, you have not yet given your lives in your struggle against sin. 
and you, I'm sorry, and have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as his children? He said, my child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline and don't give up when he corrects you. For the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes each one he accepts as his child. As you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. Who ever heard of a child who was never disciplined by his father? If God doesn't discipline you as he does all of his children, it means that you are illegitimate and are not really his children at all. Since we, since we respected our earthly fathers who discipline us, shouldn't we submit even more to the discipline of the father of our spirits and live forever? For our earthly fathers discipline us for a few years, being doing the best they know how. But God's discipline is always good for us, so that we might share in His holiness. No discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. It's painful. But afterwards, there will be peaceful harvest. Oh, come on, listen to this, you all. Of right living. For those who are trained in this way. So... Come on, take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fail but become strong. Do you see how your life is impacting others? Because you're applying truth. Maybe you're weak today. Maybe you've had a rough week. You're weak. You've lost strength. Well, I love that. So take a new grip. Stop beating yourself up. Listen, we're all, you know, it is what it is. It's life. But we don't make excuses to keep us down. Like, do you hear what you're, you're being called to? Do you understand the life that you're being called to? This world is not your home. You're living in a whole different realm now. You can't make this stuff up. This is who we are. This is how we're called to live. And yes, God's going to discipline us. And we need that discipline. Because it trains us up to live right lives. I'm not saying it's easy. It's not. Again, there's been many times I've wanted to run. There's been many times I'm like, oh, oh. This is is just a bit much. But I go, wow. But I didn't start this in me. Like it's his love that keeps us. Like what what, what craziness, how crazy would I be to say, "Mm, mm, not enough. After all that I've seen him do. So again, I love that song. When the liar starts mouthing off, because he will, you all. And that's what I'm saying. You think you're just going to roll up out of bed. I'm a Christian. And you're just going to go through your day. I'm a, no, you all got to start fighting. You all got to start getting up and declaring and announcing. It's a way to live. Because everything's coming at you. I mean, fine. Two hours on a Sunday. But all the other hours, you're out in the month. How are you being sustained? Because everything, this realm, this realm, and this 
It wants your soul. It wants to devour you. And you think you're just going to play patty cakes with Jesus. Sweet Jesus. Like, what? Like, I'm like, wow. Again, when you see him for who he is, and you just go, what? Like, there's been seasons when enemies breathed down my neck. Lobbing all accusations against Jesus. Trying to fuel everything up. And I told you that one season where it was so close. I was heading to the bedroom door to walk out. I knew where I was going. I had my plan, Maritza. I'm just going to show up at a coffee shop. Oh, interesting. I mean, you here? I already knew who I was, where I was running to. Before I could step out that door, the Holy Spirit just stepped right in. And all he had to say was, what are you doing living? Huh? What are you doing living? But God, you don't understand. I'm so bad to me. All of a sudden, And when I started hearing the words out of my mouth, are they done to me? This and that's me, my, my, my life, and my, 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 my. And I was like, Ugh. oh, God, I'm so sorry. Like, what? But it was years of this thing building up. It happened overnight. But years. Giving the enemy a foothold. The Bible warns you about. Keep giving him a foothold. He'll develop strongholds. Praise be to God. The Bible says, but Christ gives us the weapons of our warfare to demolish them. Like, what? What? It's just broken. He didn't have to come and say, you walk out that door, buddy, and uh, I'll strike you. He could have. He said, open that door and I'll strike you dead. He could have. He he could have gone, you know. No, no. Very simple. What are you doing living? To the depths of my being, it rattled me. It rattled my nerves. Everything else was screaming. It had been screaming for years. I was so hurt. I had all this junk in me. And all he had to do was ask that. What are you doing living? What? So I ask you all that. As you go from this place today, what are you doing living? If you're truly a Christian, what are you doing living for yourself? Like you need to start growing and learning what it means to deny yourself, pick up the cross, and follow him. You've been given the Holy Spirit. He's your guide, he's your teacher, he's your comforter. (laughs) Nothing in this world can compare 
So die to the things of this world. So when they're constantly berating you and bombarding your mind, you're not moved. Do you understand this? What the Word of God says. And when I saw that scripture years ago, Carrie, I said, "What kind of madness is this? Sweet man, there's the there's the weapons of my warfare." Because the Word of God says that the world, you as a child of God, the world's interest in you is no more. But better than that, your interest in the world is done with. What? And then what do you do with this flesh? When it wants to act ugly and blah, you say, oh, because I keep telling you all, you know yourself better than anyone. Talk to it. Because it's at war with your spirit. Galatians 5 tells you. You got to get up, y'all. Like I told you, I should not be standing. I should be in bed. I haven't slept in days. So much pain last night. Night before. Sometimes you just got to get up. But when you look at the flesh and you say, oh, may I remind you, you're nailed to his cross. You've been crucified there. It is no longer I who live, but it's Christ living in and through me. See, did you say to yourself this week that? You say, well, no, well then, ho, 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 ho. Then I can tell you how you've been living. Like, there's a way in which you live. And that's why when all of this tries to present itself to you to snatch your soul, you go, oh, nice try. Even when this realm comes at you and presents such a lovely offer, because he doesn't always come. No, he comes as an angel of light. Peace, peace, safety, security. But you have a level of discernment because you've been applying the word of God. Because remember, you can distinguish between good and evil. And you go, oh, I hear the hissing behind all of that. That looks good. And you say, hmm, what does the word say then? How then do I apply? Well, I submit myself to God. Then I resist the enemy and he has to flee. Simple, but yet so hard to take those steps because we're so lured. Because our old nature is so conditioned to be lured. That's why your new nature, if you're truly in Christ, if you're not in Christ, stop stop playing that you are. (laughs) You say, well, how do I know? Have you seen yourself? Do you know that you are his enemy? Do you know that you in and of yourself are at odds? You're at at war with his throne because you're just so selfish. And once you've seen that, you humble yourself because first you see how great and holy he is and then how could I even attempt to think that I could drag all this nastiness into his presence? Christ had to die, take upon our sin and lay upon his righteousness so that we can have access. And you think that you can dismiss that and just go into his throne room with your nastiness upon you and that somehow... You demand of him. Lest you fall into the hands of the living God. 
But do you understand? You're living a life contrary to the gospel. You're opposing the gospel by thinking somehow you're a Christian and you keep living however you want. God's okay with it. You're mocking Christ. How can God be okay with that? Well, no, you understand? No, like, no, no, no. No, we got to be more loving. Yes, as Christ loved. Not the way the world loves. We have to be more inclusive. What? I'm just telling you all. Like when he's when he finally is your all in all. When you know, like let him come at you every which way. And it's not that you're arrogant in and of yourself or prideful in and of yourself. But remember the word I said earlier at the beginning? Your confidence in Christ. That enemy prayed whatever he wants. You know, the very one that I was running to in the coffee shop was the very one years, you know, just what, last year, year before, reaches out, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, here's everything back for you. I'm like, what? What kind of weirdness is this? And then in my flesh, oh, it's the greatest love story. No, it's not. I'm the greatest love story is what Christ has done in my life. What? And you think that's going to compare to what God has done? Oh, please. <laughs> like, really? Like the author of love himself reached down? That's what I'm saying. When you have confidence, it doesn't matter what he brings us, he'll bring it. He'll bring it. And sometimes it is the just life. But whatever it is, Scripture says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. You've got to start living one way or another. First John 1 John 1.7 is where we're closing. I know, I know. I don't know, maybe I needed to hear this today. I don't know if anyone else did, but Lord Jesus. First John 1 John 1.7 But if you are living in the light, as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. Past sin, present sin, and sin to come. And so... Awesome power of the blood of God. <laughs> That's why we don't make it so cheap, so common. Ah. No, we understand the power that it carries. And the freedom that is offered through Christ, you all. It's amazing. It really is. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, I'm in there. But I hope you're encouraged today, you all. I really do. I really hope that you can go forth and just be my prayer for us is that man, you, you start applying truth. There's a dying world out there. I mean, the most craziest stuff that's going on. And so we don't have time to be, you know, whatever. We need to be. We need to be ready. We need to be alert. We need to be steadfast. We need to not be running and hiding. And oh, the world is coming. No, no, no. We just need to just be about our Father's business because that's what Jesus did. 
He was about his father's business, and we could be about our father's business. And we, again, we don't have to be embarrassed about him. People can live however they want. It's their choice. But we have to love them enough to say, hey, if you ever just want to sit down, or hey, you know, you're invited, or hey, you know, I'm here if you ever want to talk. Because I remember what it was like before I gave my life to Christ. That's what you're saying. But if they see no difference in you, and you just want to, you know, oh, Jesus, they'll be like, no, no, why would I want that? Like they need to see this life lived now. It's life. Well, it doesn't seem like things are always going wrong with you. Things are always this thing. It's fine. That they, they, you know what? If they see Christ in your life, that you will speak a greater volume. Hell, you're going through all that, but look at the joy you have. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, all of a sudden they'll be drawn like, what? Like, your life's not all together, but man, you know, you're a hard worker, you contribute, you, you know, you're not idle, you're not slothful. Like, look, you're, you're, you know, you're up, you're, you're living. <laughs> what? So either way, it's for Christ. That's what I got for you. Only Jesus. I'm going to close this with this last song of worship and then I'll close us in prayer.
seen broken bodies healed So don't you tell me he can't do it Don't you tell me he can't do it We've seen real life resurrection We've seen mental health restored So don't you tell me he can't do it Don't you tell me he can't do it We've seen families reunited We've seen prodigals return So don't you tell me he can't do it Don't you tell me Thank you.